flown. I have sailed. I have moved about this world of ours. And ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in Audio Drama Networks. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Previously on Wormwood, former psychologist Dr. Xander Crow arrived in the town of Wormwood looking for a drowned woman from his psychic vision. High school student Jacob Kidder woke up in a field with a dead cow and no knowledge of what had happened to his classmate and friend, Rachel Nolan. Meanwhile, after another intimate encounter, Hank and Emily spy the strange, spectral figure of the Muddy Man lurking below Hank's window. Hank runs downstairs and tackles the shadowy figure in the rain. Tragedy forced Dr. Xander Crow down the dark pathways of the occult, and he was transformed. Now, chasing the vision of a dead woman, Dr. Crow finds himself in the haunted town of Wormwood, where evil lurks in the shadows and stains the souls of its inhabitants. Welcome to Wormwood. Episode 3, Feels Like Falling, written by David Acampo. This time. Stop! Stop! I left the money on the counter! Huh? Who are you? Well, if you'd let me get up out of the mud! Oh, bloody yeah, sorry. I've been in worse, actually, so then. You must be Mr. Bare Chested Innkeeper. Hank Mason. Mr. Mason, I am Dr. Xander Crow. I'll rather unfortunately be staying here for a few days. I've taken the liberty of letting myself into room six, and as you'll see, I have left money on the counter. How do you get in the room? Okay. I- I've got the keys locked up. Well, I have a habit of getting into things, I'm afraid. Nothing stolen. Is money on the counter. I, uh... No. Well, uh, sorry about the mix-up, Dr. Crow. Yes, well, it's a reception I'm getting used to. Ah, I'll let you get back to Mrs. Innkeeper, then. I'm not married. Oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed that the rather curvaceous silhouette in the window... Well, Mr. Mason, I guess I'm not the only one who has a habit of getting into things. Hmm? Can I do anything else for you, Doctor? No, I think physical assault was enough for one night. Good for the blood. Unless... Hmm? Have you seen a dead woman recently? Blonde. Probably bloated from drowning. Can't say that I have. Well, I suppose that's that, then. Carry on. I'll see you tomorrow, Dr. Crow. Yes, yes, I suppose you must. 
blonde woman, drowned. Jesus, H. Christ, what have you gotten yourself into? Some days it just seems like you'd be better off going back to the city. I mean, just like you, wouldn't it? Another one in the tank for the old Southpaw. Emmy? A babe. So, you're not gonna believe this. But that wasn't a... Emily? Emily? <sighs> Gone. Terrific. Oh, it's open. You're home late. Oh, Brent, you're home. I thought... I thought you were... What's all this? I made us dinner. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Let me just wash my hands. Don't bother. It's cold. Brent, look. I'm sorry. You said you were going to be in Lionsville until late. That, that was today, right? Came home early. You should have called me. I thought you'd be here, Emily. Well, yes, I usually am. But Dahlia Kidder asked me to go to this book club with her. Is this my punishment? What are you talking you about? You know what I'm talking about. Oh my god, I don't want to talk about this. Dr. Miller said that we need to... We stopped going to see Dr. Miller. Remember that, Brent? Do you remember whose idea that was? See if this sounds familiar. But I'm driving all day long and he's so far away and I don't think he's really helping. I never helping. said he wasn't helping. Yes, you did. You said he wasn't doing anything that we couldn't do on our own. But we can't do it on our own. Look, Brent, I'm sorry I missed your surprise dinner, but that doesn't mean we just toss it all out the window. Are you seeing someone? That's supposed to be my line. See? There it is. You still hold it over my head. But you know what? Whatever. That's fine. But let's just take a look at this particular moment in time. Me, here, back from Lionsville early. I made steak and salad, I folded the napkins. And that's really very nice. But you, you're different. Don't think I don't see it. You think I'm too busy to notice, but I still see it, Emily. I notice the changes. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't sleep well anymore. Sometimes I lie awake and listen to you murmur in your sleep. I'm just stressed out right now, okay? I'm just... <laughs> Emily, em, Emmy. I just... It's just, it's all too much, it's all too much to handle. Hey, hey, come here. Let me hold you. Emily, what is it? I, Brent, I've been thinking a lot about us lately and and what you've meant to me. So have I. No, listen. Do you remember how we met? Sure. At the Kidder's Christmas party. I just moved here. I met them at the diner and they invited me. I remember thinking I didn't really want to go until I saw you there and that... Green dress, the one with the... <laughs> Go on, you can say it. The cleavage. I mean, come on, I am a guy. I know, Brent, I know. Do you remember me telling you about Trevor Reed? Well, if it isn't the good Dr. Crow, let me guess, 
The check is in the mail. What have you got for me, Sparrow? Oh, all business tonight, huh? It hasn't been a terrifically productive day. I was questioned by a sheriff and was tackled in the mud by an innkeeper. An innkeeper. How positively D.H. Lawrence. Was he bare-chested? Yes, actually. I may have to reassess my opinion of the town. Turn up anything new on Wormwood? Not as much as you, Lady Chatterley. There's not much info to be gathered, actually. I got access to the county library, and they've been pretty good about scanning the microfiche. But newspapers are just the public face. 1937, a boy drowns a woman. Her name was Margaret Roosevelt. They kept the boy's name out of the news. I dug further on the name. She had arrived in town just a few years prior. She worked at the, um, Bloomington Orchards. I guess fruit picking was the main industry after the quarry closed. Any of this help at all? Not really, no, no. Do you have a photograph of the Roosevelt woman? I'm not a miracle worker. Random photo image of a single woman in a small town? Single? Recently? What are you thinking? Nobody would miss her. Well, that narrows down the list of suspects. People smart enough to know how not to get caught. What are you trying to figure out, anyway? I don't know. None of this is quite right. See if you can find out where our Maggie came from. You're not in the news yet. Uh, what? Your ugly mug ain't on the boob tube yet, Sander. I've been monitoring all the media channels. Lots of brew-ha-ha with Marino's daughter's suicide, but it's still just listed as an apparent suicide. Yes, well, as much as he wants to pin this on me, I'm sure even Marino realizes he can't go to the press with talk of exorcism. Listen, you got money in the account and the rental's covered for another week. After that, we'll figure something out. So figure out what's up with your dead woman, and we'll see how things have settled down here after that. Anything else you need from me? Hot date. Ha ha. But I'm going offline for a day or two. Good lord, I'm plugging the web, are we? I'm meeting an old friend. Contacted me out of the blue and says he has something for me. I'm <laughs> sure he does at that. Okay. The banter has become tiresome. Ooh, that's unlike you, Sparrow. Is everything all right? It's fine. Sparrow, one more thing. Hank Mason. Name ring a bell? No. Should it? I don't know. Something familiar about the gentleman who accosted me tonight. Well, that is a common reaction. That's more like it. No. You know, just look around for it. Hank Mason, Wormwood Inn, maybe in his 40s, salt and pepper hair, Tom Selleck mustache. Ah, got it. Retired gay porn star. That's where you recognized him. Resorting to the queer jokes, are we? That's rare form. You bring it out of me, boss. What can I tell you? Some real information would be nice. Give me some real leads. What are our options? You want me to get alternative? I want to know what's happening in the town. No matter what the price. Work it. See what happens. I'll give it a shot. Now, as fun as this always is, I must find something to drink and something to eat in that order. Have a good night, Xander. You too, Sparrow. I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Sure, I mean, I remember Trevor Reed. The guy who worked before me? Your high school sweetheart, I remember. He killed himself. I know. Um, I thought this was all in the past. No, but... Brent, I, I need you to know. I was... I was going to kill myself, too. I was going to do it that night. At night, I would have horrible dreams. It was... I couldn't breathe, and it was the same feeling that I was falling... The same feeling that Trevor kept talking about. And he ended it when he jumped into the old quarry one night. Yes. He couldn't handle it. 
You were stronger. The voices only got worse after that. It's understandable. That would mess anyone up, Emmy. It was so real. I felt like something was... Something in the back of my head was whispering to me. I felt so lost. I would try to sleep at night and I'd find myself falling down the quarry, lying there in the dark. The endless blackness. And I could feel Trevor there too. His broken body lying next to mine. I could hear him whispering, but there was another voice whispering too. There was a dark shape behind him, not even a shape, just an absence of nothingness. A god that doesn't even make sense. The mind can play tricks, Emmy. That's what the grief did. You talked to Dr. Miller about that. I know, I know. It it, it doesn't make sense, but the thing I'm trying to tell you, it, it's this. When I saw you and you smiled, when you caught me on the porch before I tripped on the steps, I, I felt like you had saved me. Save me from the voices. Save me from myself. I will always be there for you. And then, when you slept with that woman, I felt lost again. I felt like my time with you was cheating my own destiny. That maybe I was supposed to be there with Trevor at the bottom of the quarry. Emily, I can't keep saying I'm sorry. I know it doesn't mean anything anymore. I don't know what else to do. She didn't mean anything to me. It was... It was a mistake, but I've never stopped loving you. I guess that's the thing, Brent. It was never about you. What? I don't understand. It was about me. I decided to face my fears. What does that mean? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's done, and here we are. I'm sorry. I should have told you about dinner. You spoil the surprise? Come on, let's, let's see. I'm sure we can heat everything up. Let's light some candles. Here you go, Doc. Thanks, Steve. You're a good bartender. A good, good bartender. <laughs> and you're a good customer, Doc. Did you, uh... Did you always want to be a bartender? Nah, it's just something I happened into. In this place... Why'd you call it the Cold Turkey Saloon? Man, you're really asking the questions tonight, Doc. How about you? Did you always plan on being a doctor? Oh, definitely. Gone to college, just though. I'm shameless, I know. But I never figured out to end up as a family practitioner. You know what I had to treat a dog last week? A dog, huh? <laughs> Dexter Nolan's dog ate a plastic toy soldier, and they brought him to me. Peggy Nolan expected me to somehow help their terrier to vomit up an army man. So did you help? Eh, not really. Old Pooch ate part of the fern in the waiting room and took care of it himself. Well, all's well that ends well. And speaking of ending well, Peggy's daughter Rachel, looking mighty fine there. Oh, stop right there, Doc. I got a daughter myself. You do? Long story. Interesting. And you never answered my question, why cold turkey? I sobered up. And opened a bar. It keeps me in check. Started staring into the abyss, is that it? Yeah, something like that, Doc. You need a refill? Oh, you betcha. So, is it true you spent some time in the joint? The joint? The clink, the cooler, the big house, the huskow, the slammer. Yeah, 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 I think I get it. And, yeah. If you don't mind me asking, is that where you got the tattoo? Which one? The one there, coming up from your collar? Is that all across your chest? Mostly, yeah. What is that, some kind of gang symbol thing? Nah, this is older than that. It's a man with a beard and a lantern. The Hermit. You familiar with the tarot, Doc? 
Like the cards? Like the cards. No, not really. Are you a practitioner of the dark arts, Steve? Will you give me an evil eye if I don't pay my bar tab? I've got a baseball bat for people <laughs> who don't pay their tabs, Doc. I guess I'm just old school that way. So, where'd you get the tattoo? Oh, man. There was a... I was a long time ago. It's a reminder. The hermit. Sort of a, a wise man. What does the wise man say? Ah, the pungent aroma of distilled spirits. Now this, this is the first sign of civilization I have seen in this town. Good evening, gentlemen. What can I get for you, sir? Whiskey, neat. I have no time to waste. The inebriation must commence forthwith. I'll drink to that. You certainly will. Barkeep. Steve. Barkeep Steve, another one for my fellow wanderer of the night. I'm sorry, what was your name? Pete. Pete Mino. Well, Pete Pete Mino, I have got to say, I'm very happy to have found this place. Say, are you that fellow Sheriff picked up today? Don't remind me. Do you want advice on vampires too? Refill here. How hard is it to find a dead woman in this town? Dead woman? Apparently, Mr... Uh... Crow. Dr. Crow. What dead woman are you talking about, Dr. Crow? Interesting tattoo, Barkeep Steve. The Hermit. Just something. Uh, like the image. Did you now? So what's this business about a dead woman? Another one here, please. A drowned woman. I've... My research has led me to believe that there's a woman who has drowned, and I must speak with her. Um... How exactly do you plan to talk to a dead woman? I have my ways. How did she die? Drowned. Where? Well, if you're curious for a bartender, aren't you? You know, there's a kid I saw today. Jacob Kidder. Banged himself up a little. Woke up in the guts of a dead cow in Bloomington's field. Weird, but... But I'm not looking for an adolescent boy who reenacts fake cattle mutilations to get attention from mummy and daddy. No, but Tom, the sheriff, he said that Rachel Nolan was missing... Now, the girls run away before, but, hey, just what kind of research do you do, anyway? I don't think you'd understand. Maybe you should try us, Dr. Crow. Maybe we can help. I think it's a little odd that you show up in a town talking about dead women the same day one of our girls goes missing. Gentlemen, I feel I've taken up a little too much of your time. I'd better head back to my lodging before the innkeeper tries to wrestle with me again. Hank? Big Bruiser, yes, I believe that was him. Hank's a good guy. You, I'm not so sure about. That makes two of us. So this dead girl, Crow, who is she? If I knew that, I wouldn't be asking. Well, I'd wish you good luck on your search, but that would suggest that I wanted you to turn up your dead woman. Yes, well, when she does turn up, there will be a lot of questions to be answered. I'd say so. Good evening, gentlemen. I guess we'll see you around, Dr. Crow. So it would seem. I'm not too happy about it, either. Well, it's not being a gynecologist, but this town just got a little more. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. I don't know about that guy. Need another refill, Doc? Yep.
little candlelight and some selective microwaving, and voila, dinner is salvaged. Not too shabby. Here, I'll get that. Oh, no, no. Let it go. Let's enjoy this. Hi, you've reached the Saunders residence. We can't take your call right now. But if you leave your name... And your number... We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Thanks for calling. Bye! Hello? Hello! Mr... Mr. Mason, was it? Hmm? What? I'm sorry, Mr. Crow. I was, uh, I distracted. don't mean to interrupt your telephone well, conversation. Well, it's, uh, not... Uh, it was a... It was a wrong number, I mean. Excellent. So could you tell me where, uh... Um... You okay there, Mr. Crow? No, Dr. Crow, Dr. Crow, Dr. Crow. Yes, I just had a, a little tiny teensy-weensy bit too much to drink. What can I help you with, Dr. Crow? I hope you can. Now... You know this town, right? And the back of your hand would say. Hmm? So tell me, where would I find a boy named Jacob Kitter? To be continued on the next episode of Wormwood. Created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers, Wormwood is an original podcast produced by Habit Forming Films, LLC, featuring the cast of Season 1 characters, Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Perozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason, Mr. Brezier, Phineas Tibbert, and your announcer, Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Tom Bradley and Steve Haskell, Coralie Nickars as Emily Saunders and Deidre Frost. Scott Olenek as Jacob Kidder, Andrew Ramirez as Dexter Nolan, Dave Johnston as Deputy Wayne Drexel, Zachary Fawkes as Brent Saunders and Charles Edison, Cheyenne Besides as Lamora Haskell and Katrina Edison, Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley, Luke Gannon as Dr. Pete Menno, and Peter Dirksen as Jimmy Details and Jonesy. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. Copyright 2007, Habit Forming Films, LLC. Wormwood is a serialized podcast and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast and writers and individual episode credits, visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town. Okay.
something else. That's right, dromedarians. Friends, why are you smoking anything other than dromedary cigarettes? That's D-R-O-M-E-D-A-R-Y. D for delicious Virginia tobacco. R for relaxing. O for outstanding value. M for more smokers love them. E for e-eucalyptus. D for delicious Virginia tobacco. Again, A for American Medical Association. R for, um, relaxing again, I guess. And Y for why smoke anything else. So remember, friends, the American Medical Association says that dromedary cigarettes are the healthiest cigarettes they've ever tested. In the pack or in the carton, dromedary cigarettes should be your new cigarette choice. Dromedary cigarettes, the smoke with only one hump. Take it away, dromedarians! We're endorsed by the AMA. If you're gonna smoke, smoke the one hump way. Smoking for your health so you don't die. D-R-O-M-E-D-A-R Why? The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.